Simply Abundant Intuitive Hour, The Journey of Attachment, a special series that takes a deep dive into the topic of insecure attachment and why you can't let go. Here's Tracy Crossley. Before we start today's podcast, I wanted to share some comments from some of Tracy's clients that have worked with her in both group coaching situations and one-on-one coaching. And to reach out to Tracy for a discovery session, please email her at happiness at tracycrossley.com. That's happiness at tracycrossley.com. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. The real story is that Tracy saved my butt. It's been an amazing opportunity for me. So I feel like if I can make growth from it, I know anyone can. It's the best investment I've ever made in myself. It way beats a Greek holiday, and I love my Greek holidays. And thank you so much for um, uh, all the work in the session and the Marco Polo to help me. So, Tracy, you're awesome. Thank you. Bye-bye. It's just been, it's just been amazing. And I just, if anyone's even thinking about it, do it. Even if you're just thinking about it, just do it. Just go there. You know, just, just do it for yourself. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Journey of Attachment. Yep, here we are once again, and I am going to dive into another wonderful subject around attachment and people that seem to have attachment issues, right? Whether you're on the anxious side, the avoidant side, or anything in between, whether you're ambivalent, disorganized, fearful, so on and so forth. It's all covered because the bottom line is every avoidant I've ever met has anxiety issues. And every anxious person I have ever met has some avoidance issues. Yes, we do. They just don't manifest in the same way, right? So real quick, just wanted to mention my challenge group that we started on Facebook a couple months ago. We were going to do it as a one-time thing where we do a monthly challenge and we invite you to work on changing something that really drives you crazy about yourself. And then we decided to extend it and just kind of make it a permanent group so that we could constantly bring challenges in there on a monthly basis. And so for July, it's been about people pleasing. And we'll have another one in August about another topic. So you can find it on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash, I believe, journey of attachment is what it says, journey of attachment. So you can find it that way. Uh, We'll probably be changing the group name because I was told the group name sucks. So (laughs) by more than one entity, like it doesn't make sense. And I'm like, okay, we'll have to come up with a name for it. So we'll be doing that. And then, of course, just so you know, the mastery program, which is fantastic and creates a lot of change, a lot of growth for people that join it, is going to be going up in price in August. And so we're telling people, hey, you want to join, you're thinking about it, then schedule a discovery session, happiness at tracycrossley.com, or go sign up. You can find the page on my website, and all you got to do is click the link, figure out what payment plan you want, and you're good to go. You're in. And I recommend it highly because of the things we're going to be adding to Mastery this year. Mastery is going to be pretty phenomenal in terms of it's already got all this amazing I would say tools and things that you can do, but we're making it even more amazing. And yeah, I think it's totally worth it. And that's why we're raising the price because we realized, oh my God, we're not even really covering costs with the way that it is right now. So anyways, with all that said, guys, let's get on to it. All right. 
Journey of Attachment number 484. Yeah, 484. I know, I was thinking about this when I was writing the outline going, holy crap, I'm getting so close to 500. Anyways, it's my life is a mess. No, it's not. <laughs> and I say this because people say my life is a mess. No, it's not. It's only in your head that it's a mess. And that's truly what most of us have as a mess. It's our heads. It's not what's happening outside of us. It's our judgment of what's outside of us. And, you know, the title could be confusing, of course, because some people are like, well, wait a minute. My life really is a mess because, of course, you got a scorecard and you think you have a bunch of problems that make your life a mess. But the deal is you probably always have problems because you're always looking for them to make it seem like your life is a mess, right? So it's all about you, who if you were to look at your life from an objective perspective, not subjective, but objective, you don't really have any problems. And I don't mean that your life is a fairy tale or things don't happen, because of course they do, shit happens. I'm talking about those of you who search for problems, create problems, live in the anxiety of those problems, and look for those impossible solutions. The search for an impossible solution gives you something to do when you cannot accept that your life is okay. But at the same time, I'm not saying that you're okay, all right? Your life is okay. And you feel like something is missing and perhaps that it is on the inside, not the outside that needs attention. Hello, right? So you make it a mess. And you don't know you're doing this, of course, because this is all subconsciously enforced. This is part of your patterns. Like you might wake up with anxiety every single day and feel like the ceiling is going to cave in. But if you reflect back on that day or the day or every day this happens, you see that nothing even came close to the ceiling caving in. Nothing happened during your day that was so horrible or so, uh, I don't know, just life altering on a daily basis and it didn't happen, right? But it's that feeling when you wake up of, oh, shit, what's going to happen today? So you may feel that if something happens out of your control, like let's say a pandemic, we got one of those, don't we? Or some stories made up about anything outside of you. I'm saying made up because most of the time, a lot of us have assumptions about shit based on no evidence or we're going to go find it on the internet. I got evidence. You can find evidence for anything on the internet. I don't care whatever it is you have to say. Oh my goodness, you can totally find it. There will be somebody else who is saying the same thing or had the same experience or died of a disease, like something that's totally rare, totally crazy. And I'm not talking about the pandemic, by the way. I'm talking about like people that literally will find a problem. Oh my God, this happened to one person out of the billions of people on this planet. It will happen to me. And you live every day as though that's going to happen to you. Whether it's about your health, your money, your relationships, something that makes you feel as though you're the biggest victim because you're so afraid. And depending on the day, it could be a different thing to fear, but it's always a problem. Like you're planning for the earthquake that never comes, right? You're planning for that doomsday that never, ever happens, but you live in it trying to solve an impossible problem because the problem hasn't even happened yet. And it may never happen. It may only happen in your head. I'm sure some of you are thinking about things in your own life that this relates to, right? And I brought the pandemic up just because 
there's so many things that have stemmed from that. Besides the fact that it's a virus, it's all of the stories around it, depending on what it is you believe. And I really don't care to hear what anybody believes about it. So don't worry about that. Because uh, that's not the point of me bringing it up. It's more about what you do to yourself with news outside of you and how you create a problem in your own life. Okay? How you make it something that it literally shits all over your day. So I'm not doing this podcast to call you out. Of course I'm not. Because I want you to be able to be helped, right? So that you can see this pattern and that even if your life isn't a mess and you have the propensity to continually search for a problem anywhere, feel the anxiety of a possible problem, that means perhaps that the meaning you have for life is completely external. It's outside of you. You know, something bad can happen to you. Why you? Why you? Right? So maybe you're waiting for safety or something outside of you to say, okay, you are okay. Because you can feel everything around you causes you to react and feel helpless and anxious. It can leave you feeling like you're codependent with anybody and everybody, the whole world. Okay. Here's an example. An example would be, let's say that you're completely healthy and yet you believe you're sick and dying from something. This didn't just happen yesterday. It seems to happen when you don't have anything to distract you in your life. Notice what you're focusing on and how you make assumptions about what is happening that has you feeling out of control. You know, and it could be any little thing. You could find anything anywhere and it can create this. And you may not even realize what triggers you into believing, hey, I'm going to die. I'm sick and I'm dying and there's nothing wrong with you. Okay, call to action. Time to get a life and grow up. No matter how old you are, it's time to live life with fear in your back pocket. With, I'm sorry, with your fear in your back pocket. So I got a transition to uh, talking about a little client today. And actually my client, as usual, is made up of a few people. And, um, and that's easy to do because there's so many similar stories. And yet there's little differences. And that way I try to keep it as opaque as possible. But I also have people go, did you talk about me? And it's like, no, no, nope, 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 nope. So not you specifically. All right. Even people listening. And I love when I get letters from people going, oh my God, you were talking about me. That was me. That was me. That was me. I get it. I wish there would have been somebody talking about me when I was going through a lot of this shit. <laughs> I would have been happy for that. But anyway, here we are. We're going to give this client the name Chrissy. So there's a desire that all Chrissy wanted was to get into a relationship. That was her big desire. She would say this over and over that once she met a great guy, all would be well and her life perfect. I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about people like this before. And you may be a person like this. I used to be a person like this. So she told me this and I said to her, okay, the issue is that you can meet somebody and then you will wonder when they're going to want to be in a committed relationship with you. And I'd say that to her and she's like, mm, I don't know. I'm going to be okay by then. Like thinking that that answer of, her meeting somebody was going to solve all the problems. Like she'd finally be okay. And then there wouldn't be any reason to worry about anything else beyond that. Uh-huh. Yeah. So all you, you know, all she does is she focused on that and she totally distracts herself from her own shit. That is what she would do. And I really, you know, looking back, I would say that this is a problem of more than one client and it's not always about a relationship. It's always about something, right? So I, you know, I told her you're going to distract yourself and believe that your feelings about 
what you, you know, are looking at is the problem. I don't have a relationship, right? And the connection she has to herself, I said to her, is missing. And I said, you probably have been doing this whole thing since you were a child, you know, focusing on what's outside of you that you feel isn't working. And if it would just work, your life would be perfect. Okay. We all do this to a certain degree when we don't have the awareness that we're doing it. And then you become aware of it. And then it's another thing to do something about it. So Chrissy would share how the celebrity or that celebrity who were her age already were married, had kids, or how one of them had broken up with their boyfriend when Chrissy had broken up with hers and they were already in a new relationship and she felt like she was falling behind. And oh my God, don't even ask about her friends, especially the ones that were married. Like it was always this compare, 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 compare. So she can make herself feel worse and worse and worse and worse and really create a problem. Now it was a problem. Who was making it a problem? Chrissy was making it a problem. Nobody around her was going, oh my God, you need to do this. She felt she needed to do this because there was something wrong with her if she didn't do this, if she didn't have a relationship, right? So she told me these things when we were in her initial discovery session. And in our subsequent sessions, the problems, the things she beats herself up with and made herself miserable by focusing on that had no immediate solution. And even then it meant that what she had called a problem meant that she was not focusing where she needed to so she could feel better. She just kept thinking the feeling better would come from having what she wanted. But we don't see ourselves clearly like Chrissy. We really don't. We think we're sort of like a paper doll and we just put the right clothing on and we're okay. But we don't get where this paper doll who put into a situation may not react very well to that situation. So it's not a matter of changing clothes. It's a matter of dealing with your shit, right? Anyways, I said to her, okay, the issue was that, you know, you can meet somebody and you'll be happy for a minute, like I already said, right? And then you're going to wonder, oh boy, when are they going to commit to me? And then all you're going to do is focus on that and totally distract yourself from your own shit. And you're going to distract yourself from your feelings, the connection you need to have to yourself and instead continue as you probably have since you were a child and continually focusing on this because your life, of course, will be perfect if all of this works out. So Chrissy met somebody and sure enough, it developed into when is he going to ask me to be his girlfriend? Mm -hmm. Yep. That became the problem. And I said, here we are again. <laughs> Next, you'll be wondering when you're going to move in together and then when you're going to get married and have kids. Where are you going to find the problem? You're going to look for the problem. You're always looking for the problem. Maybe you think he's going to die. Maybe he is late calling you and you think he's been in an accident. Maybe you think that he'll be taken away from you before you ever get to where you want to go. And gee, if you could only get to where you wanted to go, everything would be okay. Yeah, it's super fucked up, but it's true. So, and I say it's super fucked up because I can totally relate to this. And I used to live this way, right? And so it's, you're going to find the problem. So let's say that you're with this guy and you're still going to, you know, you're dating him and maybe you get in a relationship with him, but you're going to still look at what's wrong with him. Something's wrong with him. Like he's got to be the problem too. Maybe you think he drinks too much or he laughs weird or he seems too close to his sister and that you're kind of building a case so that you can create distance. Not that she necessarily wanted to run, but I'm like, you're building a case so you can have distance because you're now making him a problem you have the problem that he's not committing now you have the problem that he's acting in this way which he's been acting like himself since you met him and now there's these problems right 
And this is also that she can close down so she can shut it down. And, you know, if things end, then she won't get hurt, which we all know, haha, that doesn't really work. So it's all these things that she's doing, right? And what did she really want was the question. She wanted to be saved from her life of problem making. That's what she wanted. She wanted it to be perfect so problems would stop. And her only idea of reality was when it came to her personal life, a guy would save her. That was her thing. Like, a guy is going to save me. When she was honest with herself, that's what she came to. Somebody's going to save me from this. And then I'm going to turn into the perfect person. And my life will be perfect and I won't have any problems and I'll look like a commercial for a diaper. You know, like the diaper commercials. I'm talking for kids, not adults, by the way. But, you know, um, basically... That's what we're talking about. She thought she would have that perfect smile that, ah, I finally arrived. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so the thing is, this is a pattern in other parts of her life too. This happened with her job as well. She's in a job she didn't like. She earned great money and was going up the corporate ladder, but she didn't like her boss and always felt that her boss never took her seriously. She also had a wonderful place to live in. No health issues, no physical issues, nothing. So the guy she started dating was someone she decided she could have a healthy relationship with. That was her decision in her mind, right? But she was already making herself a crazy person with reading everything he was doing or not doing. Like she was reading into everything. She was like a fucking detective. And she was creating an issue in her own head to give herself anxiety and so that she could look for distance. And again, this is all about value, right? The imposter syndrome. Don't find out about me. You find, about, find out about me, you might leave me. And so... She's hoping somebody outside of her will tell her she's worth it while she still has this whole, ugh, I don't want you to get too close because you're going to know me versus I really want to be known. That's the quandary most of us are in, right? We live in this and it just sucks ass. So Chrissy, without my help, could not tell she was doing this at all. Like she just kept thinking the problem could be solved at some other level. So if you met her, by the way, just so you know, like Chrissy was not walking around like a hot mess. She was funny, outgoing. And to others, she appeared to not have any problems because <laughs> she was always solving other people's problems. She hid her shit. She hid her anxiety. She hid her imperfections and so on. A couple of her close friends knew that she had anxiety, but they didn't realize to what degree she was just beating the shit out of herself all the time. So we took a deep dive into her perfectionism and her low self-worth. And how she was afraid of blowing it in this relationship. And yet she kept pushing for, you know, things to happen. But again, at least she, the thing is, is that she was becoming more aware and she wasn't blaming the guy. Because things were moving along. It wasn't like they weren't moving along, by the way. They were moving along. So all she could focus on was her past relationships, though. And thinking, oh, fuck, I can't have that happen again. So what was the happy ending? happy ending is we started working together and she started focusing on her childhood issues emotionally. That's usually where we go. Yay. Not really. I mean, we don't spend a ton of time in childhood, but we definitely go back there because we need to examine things that have happened as far as where the seeds were planted for all this shit. It's not that we live there and sit for hours talking about childhood, but in her case, we had to keep going back because there was so much that she does right now that's related to her belief system from childhood so she was the oldest of three kids her dad even though he was around always was angry in her mind or he was working he wasn't there 
but he was there, you know. Mom was complaining all the time about the dad and yet seemed to be a victim with no personal power. Her mom would tell her things as though Chrissy could solve her mother's issues, as though this is my own, my kid is my therapist, right? And both of her parents were very critical of her. So we took a deep dive, you know, really to get into some of these very hard changes that she couldn't see or do on her own. And it was hard. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's not easy. This work is difficult when you really get into the deeper stuff. So what's cool is she's one of my clients who literally took the information and challenged herself with it. Like she kept moving with it. She didn't just give excuses on a weekly basis. She showed up and she was ready to work through the emotional pain. And there was a lot of it from the past. So the good news is that she's still dating this guy and is learning whatever he thinks doesn't matter in terms of her worth. Okay. And then if it doesn't work out, he's not the last one. This takes a bit. This isn't easy. This isn't something you can just tell yourself. Trust me. And that's the hard part for her because she's used to intellectualizing all of it. So moving from one place to another, it's pretty hard to do. But when people do it, it's so amazing. So anyways, she's amazing. All of my clients that I'm talking about are amazing because they've all made these shifts. Okay, call to action. Time to get a life and grow up. No matter how old you are, it's time to live life with your fear in your back pocket. Why is this important? Well, it matters if you want to be happy and stop looking to make nothing a problem, giving meaning to problems that are not problems, stealing your happiness. Yeah, it's what it does. It matters if you want to be happy and stop looking. It really does because... Otherwise, you're just doing the same damn thing different day, like Groundhog's Day, right? If looking for problems all the time is satisfying to you, you need to look at why. The truth is, you must find meaning in yourself and have your actions follow it if you want to have a good sense of well-being and have success, which is fulfilling. But I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, this is the only way I know how to do things. I always try to talk myself in and out of things. And if I don't, then I might fail in a way that I can't recover. So... This is the thing. Please stop talking to yourself about this shit. So there's a difference between going deeper and having your brain get in argument with another part of yourself. Stop doing that. You can do this. You're going to be okay. That kind of crap doesn't go deep enough. That's like a temporary fix. So I'm just saying, find a deeper way to do it. Okay. Because otherwise you don't stop thinking these thoughts. All right. So, and and that's the biggest thing. I totally understand it. I used to do it. But the deal is you're not trusting of life and what is possible for you. You're not trusting that you can actually have something good. If your words and actions and intentions match, you can feel amazing. Perhaps you say things and you do not know what you really want. So it's easier to focus on the problem. Maybe when you solve the problem, you'll be able to see what it is you really want, except that's not what happens. You just keep finding new problems. Okay, five tips. Number one, first of all, you can take out a piece of paper and for the next 24 hours, You want to write down once an hour, okay? If you can do this, you don't, you know, or as often as you can. Some of us don't have that luxury and I don't want you to stay up all night doing this. (laughs) Anyways, I want you to see what you're focusing on. That's a problem, okay? I want you to see that. I want you to notice how much repetition there is in the problem or problems you look at. Is it the same underlying helplessness? Hmm. Is it the need to always find a solution so you can stay out of trouble? Hmm. Or so that you can stay numb and no one will bother you? Uh Uh-huh. Or is it that you have so much fear you'll never have what you want until this problem problems are cleared up? And so you keep focusing on the freaking problem. 
So I want you to notice how much repetition there is in the problem or problems you look at. Is it the same underlying helplessness? Is it the need to always find a solution? Did I just say this? Oh shit, it repeated. <laughs> Let me read that again. Okay. Anyways, that was the, the second one is basically wait until this problem or problems are cleared up. Yeah. So you want to look at what it is that's driving this. Okay. The repetition. You want to look at what the underlying theme is. Number three. In looking at this, can you see how this pattern is not new? Can you see how you've always been trying to solve problems or be stuck in them so that nothing changes? Yeah. Number four, in noticing all this, I do not want you talking yourself in and out of anything mentally that doesn't do anything. That's just a bunch of chitter chatter. As I've said, you'll know because it doesn't stop you from looking for problems. You actually have to solve the pattern and the belief behind it to change it. So noticing is great. That's observing, that's awareness, that's awesome. I'm not asking you to talk yourself in or out of things is what I'm saying. So you wanna see what is it that I can stop doing here? What can you stop? Can you stop? You might not be able to. All right, and if you can't, that's okay, but just know it. Awareness is half the battle. Number five, see how you feel every time you hear this pattern. You let your body feel the way it does and your feelings the way it does. Like let everything just be as it is and just feel. I'm going to leave it here because I can keep going deeper, but sometimes I feel when I'm explaining these things that people mentally apply it. And the truth is that it never really changes permanently until you can go deeper. And I just say this because I have heard this so many times from people and then the shit hits the fan and they're like, oh my God, I'm back to square one. And that's because they're mentally applying this work. And you got to go deeper. Okay. So call to action. Time to get a life and grow up. No matter how old you are, it's time to live life with your fear in your back pocket. Hey, the back pocket is better than the front pocket or wearing it as a shirt. <laughs> fear is a shirt. Hmm. That would be a weird look. Okay. Universal right. You have a universal right. You have a right to constantly feel anxious and hopeless that problems will be yours for the rest of your life to focus on. Or you can stop focusing on them and focus on living. Yay right? Totally. All right. Two podcasts for you. Number 457, journey of attachment, the attraction to drama and stopping it. And number 392, want to be happy? Stop doing these things. Yes. So, hey, if you have questions or you have suggestions for topics, you can email podcast at tracycrossley.com. I will answer questions on my podcast because I cannot answer through email most of the time. I have an overwhelming email box. So if you send me emails, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Just know that I don't know when I will get back to you. And if it's about, you know, again, a question, it's always going to be answered that way. Facebook Live, which is every Thursday, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, noon Eastern Time. You can find me on social media. Just pop Tracy Crossley into Google. And of course, if you are struggling with any of the shit I talk about, I highly suggest you get a discovery session because I do have programs that can help you. All right, you guys, you take care and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Questions about today's show? Reach out to Tracy at info at tracycrossley.com. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating for the show so it can be heard by more people. For all things Tracy, check out tracycrossley.com dot com.